What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome back to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gullett, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today, we have the honor to speak with Tiffany Mays. Tiffany was born and raised in Northern Kentucky. Upon graduating from Newport Central Catholic High School, she attended Northern Kentucky University, where she obtained her BA in psychology and speech communication. A few years later, she earned her master's in public administration. Tiffany currently serves as the director for student engagement at NKU. If you go to NKU or went to NKU, you probably know who Tiffany is. She has spent over 22 years employed at NKU, as well as her time as a student. So let's give a warm welcome to Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate that and feel really old. (laughs) Hey, I did not put years in there, so no one needs to know. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to put years of graduation dates. It's just she's accomplished The 22 years at NKU. (laughs) Hey, you could have started working at NKU when you were 18. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty close. (laughs) No one knows. No one knows. (laughs) So let's just... No problem. Let's just hop straight into this. So who is Tiffany Mays? What is your story? Well, I, as you said, I was born in Northern Kentucky. Um, I grew up um, in Newport, Kentucky, way before it was the cool place that it is now. (laughs) It was very different, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, 40 plus years ago um, when I grew up. Um, I came from a very, I mean, lower middle class family. Um, I, I honestly didn't realize that where my family was financially really until I got to college, uh, because, um, you know, we always had the, you know, the basic needs that, that we needed. Um, but I am a first generation college student. Um, my parents were really young when they had me and, um, my grandmother always told me, go to school, go to schools, go to school. I mean, she instilled it into me when I was very young, that education is the future. Education is the way to have a better life. So if I wanted to not go into a trade or if I didn't, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, if I would, you know, stay in school, that would be, you know, a better life. And because unfortunately her, um, where, where she lived, because she's from um, the Appalachian area of Kentucky. When my mom was 10, they moved um, to Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Basically, she had an eighth grade education because she didn't have the ability to get to a high school because <laughs> there was none close to her. So you either went to eighth grade and that was it. And if you were lucky enough to have a family member who would let you live with them that was close to a high school, then you could go. Unfortunately, that didn't happen <laughs> for her. So um, she taught me very young that, you know, appreciate the things that you have and any resources that, that you can get, make sure that, that you do it. So um, again, came to college, not knowing what I didn't know. And <clears throat> NKU just fully embraced me. And, you know, I got engaged, I got involved. I, I never in a million years did I ever think, oh, when I was in high school, I'm going to join a sorority. 
I did. And then I ended up being president of all the sororities, being Panhellenic president um, during my undergraduate experience. So I just really, 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 you know, fell in love with it. Um, I knew that I always wanted to be in some type of helping profession. Um, so I was a psychology major. The plan was to graduate and then go to uh, school for like maybe industrial organizational psychology or maybe down the road do you know some private practice that was sort of the, the goal the plan with it uh, then I started working um, it was called student activities way back then and I just fell in love with it and I was like wow people get paid to do all of this fun I, I joke all the time and say I'm in charge of adult recess but we are, we are fun, but we're also fun with a purpose because, you know, we're teaching skills like, you know, I am so lucky that as a first generation college student to, to have people who took me under their wing and said, oh, you should look at this opportunity. You should apply for this. You should join this organization. Have you heard about this scholarship? And if I hadn't been engaged and involved, there's no, I mean, about half of my college got paid for through scholarships. And it's all because of the things that I was involved in um, at NKU. So I'm very fortunate that I did reach out and not just stay in my little bubble because it really um, helped me. And my senior year, my, uh, our, well, he was our assistant vice president at, at that time. He's like, what do you want to do with life? And he's like, you'd be really good at this. And I was like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I did it my senior year. I did an internship there and um, it, it just sucked me in. And I just decided I wanted to not only pay it forward because I mean, I did a lot of outreach. I worked in admissions. I worked in orientation as a student. And I found that I really enjoyed being a connector and helping people maybe, you know, pave the road for them a little bit. Like, you know, you know, students, just knowing the basics about college. So I did a lot of outreach, um, specifically in the Newport Covington area is sort of service and really enjoyed doing that. Um, I served on the Brighton Center board for six years, which was a great experience because they were my people. The, the story about Brighton Center is my family. They are the ones who came from the Appalachian area for work. And really, you know, my, my family utilized the, the resources of the Brighton Center uh, when my family first got here, you know, to help just, you know, learn about opportunities, learn about resources. And, you know, I've, I've just never forgot that. Um, I don't think I've ever forgotten where I came from. And I just feel very honored and privileged that I've been able to not only get graduate college, but obtain a master's degree. <clears throat> but at the same time, I feel like I've never forgotten where I came from. And that's just really important. And that's what I try to instill with the students because we have so many first-generation college students at NKU. I know it's a much different place than the 20-something years that I started here, but it's just really like, everybody's like, how do you keep working there? I'm like, it's the students each, you know, two, three years, it's a whole different, you know, crew and watching them from a freshman to that time they, you know, graduate walking across that stage, whether that's four five, six years later, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, persists. And I could not, would not trade anything for my experience that I've had in the people that I've met. That's wild to me because I just think of like my own experience at NKU when you're talking and they're kind of similar because we grew up in Northern Kentucky. And I remember vividly, like I was thinking about this earlier before, like we even hopped on here. I was like, I wonder if Tiffany remembers like our first interaction. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I was yes. 
in the process, because like if people have listened to my my episode, I talked about how at through my first year I wanted to transfer. I was kind of yeah. at that point where I was like, this is not fun. I don't like this. I was also a first generation student, so it was very new to me. But then it was like I gave it another another semester. And I remember emailing you because Tom and Todd were like, you should talk to this person. And I was like, hmm, I guess. <laughs> and then literally life changed. So you're Aww. really like the pivotal point of like my trajectory at NKU was like you telling me different things to get involved with and X, Y, and Z. So the work you do is meaningful and like I'm a, like I'm like a testament to like your work because literally if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have been at NKU um, I wouldn't have gotten involved in the things that I was involved with so literally if it weren't for your guidance um, I probably wouldn't have stayed at NKU uh, that's just facts I would have left oh. and probably gone somewhere else but who knows where life would have taken me there but it's right. truly amazing um, I think yeah. the biggest thing is like you're huge on leadership um, and that's something mm -hmm. that like I'm big about too and I'm sure we'll get into that in the next segment as well but I just wanted sure. to give that little caveat of like my journey and my experience of your work because you truly do an amazing job and it's incredible so I appreciate you, you. I really I, do I'm glad well I appreciate you and all the things that you gave and continue to give back to NKU and I you know I'm just honored to be a part of your journey and again, you're an example of why I do what I do because you are doing so well. And every time I see someone who's just out there killing it after NKU, it just makes, warms my heart. <laughs> so I, I definitely understand. Cause I feel that way about like Javier, when I see him excel, it's just like, you get so much pride and joy and you're just like, so happy for them. And it's just like, Yes. warms your heart so we talked it about does. doing what you do so let's get into the big chunk of this podcast I feel like what is it that truly inspires you but more importantly what is it that ignites your why uh, I, again I think I would get back to I mean professionally it's definitely the students I mean I feel like if we don't invest in the current future generation then we're not helping ourselves so definitely, you know, professionally, that really is what is important to me because, again, I want to try and pour into them so then they can pour into NKU that's going to pour into their future that is eventually going to come full circle and they're going to, like you're doing, pouring back into to NKU. Um, I think in a personal perspective, I think things that really excite me, again, is helping others. Um, I really strongly believe that if you are privileged enough to obtain higher education, go to college, you know, and get employed, that it's very important that you give back to that. And whether that is, you know, writing a check is fine, but I also think, and sometimes, you know, you get to that point where that's what you have to do because if you're trying to do grad school or, you know, I know a lot of students, <clears throat> Or, you know, after graduation, sometimes are working two jobs to try and, you know, figure things out where, where they're going to land. But I, I just feel like you really should be grateful 
for the things that you have and find things that excite you that align with the missions and the goals and the values that you have in yourself. And you need to pour into those things. Um, because if, if you don't, I don't know how you can honestly be fulfilled. It makes sense. Cause like, when I think back to like, when I graduated, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I literally like was working at an after school program. And then I was like, I'm just going to go get my master's. And then I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, get my master's. I can't work at the after school program. So what's next? And it was literally right. just like finding that niche and finding that, I guess that purpose. Cause it was kind of in that gray area. And I think a lot of people, especially first generation students struggle with that. Um, Cause it's like, we go to school, but then like, once we're finished, it's like, what's next. And I think that's where like networking comes in as like building right. your network and making those connections because without my right. connections, I would not be where I'm at right now. And that's. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. hundred percent. And, and I think, you know, too, as a first generation college student, it's like our parents, our grandparents, don't understand they're just like okay you go to school and then you get a really good job and that's not always the case right now <laughs> the job market is you know in the past you know when I went to college you realistically could have worked a summer job and paid all of your tuition and left school debt-free I don't know how anyone could do that today it's I, not I, possible <laughs> it, right right I, I mean unless you have a scholarship fund or somebody left you some money or you started putting money away when you were three years old. I don't know how you do that. And, you know, think, and I just don't know if the job market has changed with, we, I mean, I, I, I you know, I will be totally honest and, you know, I work in higher education, but, you know, a lot of things in the late nineties really changed things. And, you know, schools were just like, okay, we're, we're giving more financial aid. So schools are like, well, we can just charge more tuition. And, you know, I think a lot of places have outpriced themselves. And that's why I'm really proud of NKU is we haven't forgot who we are. We are a regional institution. We started as an outreach of UK because there were students who couldn't, one, get in, two, couldn't afford to go there. And I am just so proud of my alma mater for looking at that and saying, okay, we know who we are. We know who our students are. We know what our service is as a regional public institution. Let's do everything we can to, to provide a great higher education experience, but also make it an affordable higher education experience. So for sure that's what I love about NKU is how affordable it was uh for yep. me like when I look at like some of my other friends who like may have went to like UK or whatever like I had this conversation I'm not going to say their their name because that's their personal business but like we were talking about like student debt and I was like oh like 40,000 from undergrad right because it was like 8,000 a semester or something like that and I was like yeah. or 8,000 a year pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's pretty affordable. And I thought like 40,000 was like a ton of money. I was like freaking out. And then they right. were like, yeah, I spent like 125 at UK. And I was like, yeah, sheesh. Because yeah. <laughs> when you think yeah. about that, it's like, we're getting essentially the same kind of education. It's just, you are paying for the name of the school at that point, I feel like, in my opinion, no, no knock to you if you went to like UK or a big Absolutely name school, not. like Absolutely everyone has, not. everyone has their, their drive and their passions and they go where they feel fits for them. And that's right. their choice. And 
when I right, think back, there's great programs at, NK, at UK and U of L that we don't offer. I mean, if if you want to go into engineering or the medical field, NKU is well. I just say a doctor program. If you want to go into nursing, we're great. But if you want to go into engineering, we're not the school. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to go into education, if you want to go into the arts, um, if you want to go into informatics, we're a thousand nursing. We're a thousand percent the school. <laughs> right. I feel like it just depends on like your passions and like what you want to do. And it's right. kind of it's interesting to see how like. I always think back and I'm like, what if I would have like transferred? What would that experience been like for me? Because I never got to go away. And I feel like you can kind of feel this. Like, I feel like you might feel the same way as like, what would life been like if I would have branched out and like went somewhere else? But then it's like, I can't even imagine like not having the friends that I have from NKU or the experiences that I had. So it's kind of, balance I guess (laughs) right well I mean you I mean you know us you know our friend group I mean there's a solid like 12 of us and we're from different fraternities and sororities we did you know different things in college the one thing that united us and brought us all together was Norse Leadership Society and um, we just became super close from those events and I think we got to learn and meet each other on a deeper deeper level and I mean, we're all thick as thieves still 20 something years later. And, you know, I think definitely, you know, I, I, I just feel so lucky when, you know, I talk to people, you know, make, you know, from other, you know, graduates and stuff like that, especially like, you know, if they went to like UK or something like that, they're like, you still talk to people that you went to college with. I'm like, I still (laughs) vacation. I still spring break with those people. What are you talking about? (laughs) Lifelong friends. Gotta love it. I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, Norris Leadership Society, um, just because I know like in past episodes, like I know my episode and when I had Aaron Lucan on, we definitely mentioned uh, the impact NLS had on us. So it kind of brings me to the question is like, I know you were in the pivotal moments of like creating this organization and creating the uh, Northern Kentucky Leadership Institution. So could you kind of give us a, a little bit about NLS and KLI and how that all came about. Sure. So um, Norse Leadership Society um, has been around since, um, I think, 1988. Yes, 88, Don't quote me on that, but very close. So before my time at NKU. And it was um, started by Pam Taylor, who was the director of student activities then. And it was just to bring students together who have a common purpose because they want more. They want to be a better leader. They want to give more back to their community. And, you know, we had this, you know, huge influx. I mean, NKU in the late 90s had a real huge influx in numbers. I mean, from where we went to kind of like this really small community college to, oh, wow, we're a university and our numbers are climbing, our applications are climbing. So based off that, it's like, okay, we need to bring these leaders from all these different groups together and just one, let them get to know each other Two, let's, you know, pour, again, pour into them so they can go out and do great things. And so I believe the first NLS retreat was in uh, 1992 and um, 50 students were selected. Um, there were like 10 faculty staff that went and it was just a four day intensive leadership training for these students. Well, it just became kind of the highlight of the fall semester. Um, I was lucky uh, my senior year to chair the retreat with Todd Dusing, 
we had a great time. <laughs> and I, it, again, I just really fell in love with the organization. So I started working. So then I graduated. I worked at NKU um, in student activities, but doing programming. And then in 2001, there became an opportunity. <laughs> there was um, Dr. Vitruba um, really started pouring money into things that mattered. So he had this, um, it was called Invest for Success. So we were able to apply for this Invest for Success money. And in 2001, um, I was able to switch positions and start the Northern Kentucky Leadership Institute. And we are the, still the only institution in the tri-state area with an actual established leadership institute. No anything about any other ones, but when we come to lead, right. Drop the <laughs> when mic. it comes to leadership <laughs> programs, I mean, you, you can ask, we have tons of folks in student affairs and they're like, how did you make this happen? How did you get your institution to pour into this? How did you like make this work? I mean, we can't get the money or we can't get the students. So, I mean, it's very something unique, special to NKU. So we really just poured, I mean, my sole job was leadership development. So I worked with Freshman Service Leadership Committee, um, Norse Leadership Society, developed leadership mentors organization. And, you know, for solid five years, that's all we did was build, 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 you know, try to, you know, establishing, you know, leadership courses, bringing more students. Because like now in a last retreat, we, we sometimes, we've taken up to 120 students on the retreat, just depending on how many applied. Um, I mean, we, we were able to still take 92 during COVID last, this past November. So um, it, it's just a really special event. And I think what really helps, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to the grocery, when you were a kid and you saw your like geometry teacher in the grocery store, like, oh, oh, they really are human. <laughs> So, and I think that's like the same thing here. Um, when you go into a room, there's students from all over. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, how many students did you know going into it? I mean, Zero. probably, right. Exactly. I knew absolutely no one. <laughs> exactly. And how many, how many friendships do you still have from that retreat? I mean, oh, I'm sure. Multiple. I mean, exactly. like me and Anna like became like best buds in college. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that's what it was all about. It was about relationship building, not only amongst your peers, um, but with alumni and with faculty and staff and seeing them as the, their true authentic self. And, and this is why I think, you know, leadership really comes into this, seeing them in that role instead of giving you a lecture or me having a, a meeting because your fraternity did something you shouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> It does speak wonders because like when I went on this retreat, I was like, no idea what to expect. And honestly, like the connections I made there, I will never forget my gold rush team. I will never forget like anyone on there. Like I had the best leaders. We had uh, Nick Flum. He was like the family leader. And then we had Arnie and Julie as like the staff and literally like it was amazing. It was like the best four days I could have had yeah. in undergrad. And it truly changed my outlook on NKU because mm -hmm. like at that point, like I was just that basic commuter student where I would come to school, go home and go to work. And then this allowed me to not only make friends, but get involved. And it made me realize that NLS was something that like I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. when it came around to applying to get in I was like nervous and I was like <laughs> <laughs> but it was 
it's definitely changed my life. And I know it's changed a lot of students' lives because like when you, you can talk to any person who's been on that retreat and there's nothing but positivity that comes out of it. Because not only do yep. you grow as a leader, but you grow personally and professionally. Like I feel like you really de- dive deep into like the soul and like your true self. And it's kind of maybe why I do this podcast, because when you think about all the connections that I have with identity like leadership and really figuring out like your purpose it all kind of comes together and it's wild that it's taking this conversation to (laughs) think of that well it's good i'm glad i'm glad things are snapping together for you there (laughs) on a friday morning (laughs) man that's awesome no i i every because everybody's like aren't you like you've been on so many of these retreats i mean how can you and i'm like you don't understand like we only take a handful of students, like Norse Leadership Society members who've been before and they're working, they're running the retreat. It's a whole new class that, you know, normally 90% of the people who have gone, like this past year, we had eight people who'd been before student-wise because we didn't have it last year because of COVID. Right. And you have to be at least a sophomore to attend. So it was, I mean, it, it, it's just a really good experience because we're not just picking, oh, we're going to take the presidents of all the organizations. That's not what this retreat is about. It's for one, for people who really needed, who like you, who needed to make that connection at NKU. Um, it's, you know, for that maybe chapter president who is lost, who needs help and needs to learn how to, you know, build relationships and network outside their organization, you know, but it's also, you know, for the student who just genuinely likes I need to build more relationships. I need to expand my network. So yeah, I, I could talk about an illustrious all day, but yeah, I, I, I love know. that event. And I, I'm glad that it changed um, things for you in, in a positive way. Yes. And I can't wait to come back as an adult. <laughs> you got it. That you feels it. weird, but yeah, we're going to definitely have to get you um, back as a family leader. Definitely. I've like been waiting for this, this moment. <laughs> Cause I feel like I've grown so much since I like left NKU and so many Absolutely. things have changed, but we talked to, you mentioned COVID. So it brings up yeah. my next little segment. Um, it's my favorite segment um, just because I feel like over the last three years, basically, cause we're going into year three of this pandemic, um, seen a lot of growth and my question for you is just like with everything that's been going on, I know with like work, things have been crazy and just being in the pandemic itself, how have you been taking care of yourself mentally? Sure. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it was definitely rough because when it first came out, you know, I was really freaked out. You know, I was afraid because I was like, oh my God, I've worked with college students for over 20 years. I'm immune to everything. I can't go <laughs> You know, I was just really, really freaked out because, you know, at that time there was no vaccine, there was no precaution. We, I mean, I still feel like we don't know what we don't know, but it, I would say end of March, beginning of April, um, 2020, I, I was on edge and, um, I think I, I definitely learned that I have really good friends, <laughs> um, I remember us, you know, when, like when the vaccines first started, literally we were all on computers, we were on our phones, we were calling places because we were all united together trying to find a vaccine for our parents. 
And even though we are really good friends, that was just, you know, such a, you know, wide open thing that it's like, you know, one of them called me like, Hey, Walgreens and da 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 has them. You, you should call them right now and get your parents an appointment. And I mean, we, we it was like the hunger games <laughs> trying to, to do that. And it was just so nice. Even though we were all isolated, we still, I still knew I had a community that cared about me and was excited. Cause it was real, like I said, I, cause I was afraid to go around my family. I really was because literally I was in Nashville for a conference in March of 2020. Then I, I got back in town on a Thursday that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we celebrated Emily's birthday in Lexington. And then that following Monday, we shut down. And I'm like, I have COVID. There's no way I don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see how you could think that. Right. And, and there wasn't like readily testing available then. So it's like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I think from a health perspective, you know, I, I calm down a lot. Um, but I think with, within myself, you know, I mean, I've always been an independent person. Um, I'm an only child. I could entertain myself. I, I, I think I learned that is at a really young age, how to do that because my mom was always working. My, mm -hmm. like I basically, my mom worked third, she worked third shift until I was 20 years old and she worked in the same factory for 43 years. She just recently retired um, from it. And I'm so happy for her for doing that. So um, you know, during the day, my mom was sleeping and I was with my grandparents. Well, you know, grandma had her thing she what she was doing. And if I wanted to hang out with my papa, it was watch sports or entertain myself. So have my love of sports from my papa. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it just kind of brought me back to, to some of that, like, you know, I, I can take care of myself. Um, I mean, there were, I'm not saying there weren't bad days. There were, I mean, there were days like got to get out of this house. So, you know, I, you know, did a lot of reading, um, because Netflix got old. I even canceled my Netflix subscription. I'm like, this isn't healthy. <laughs> I was like, I need to take a break from Netflix. Um, you know, did all, you know, found different exercise routines just to like try and be active. When this started, it was cold. I mean, so like, all right, I'm bundling up, I'm going outside, you know, even if I'm just walking a couple miles, I mean, that really helped me um, in, in, in a lot of things. Um, yeah, just trying to, because I mean, there was just so much stress from work, trying to figure out, because like, we're not going to shut down, we're not going to shut down, okay, we're going to shut down, but then it's only for two weeks. So it was like, we were planning, and I feel like we're right there now, it's like, Everybody's like, oh, it's easy for you. You work in a university. You're just sitting at home. Well, you see me. I'm in my office. <laughs> I'm not sitting at home. And everybody's like, well, if it just gets canceled, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, we're planning it as normal. Then we're planning as a hybrid. And then we're planning it virtually. I'd much rather just be in person instead of having to plan things three times. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of independent stuff, you know, came back to me and, um, you know, I learned a ton about technology. Um, you know, I, I think all of us did during it, but I feel like I learned um, a lot more and I think it actually helped me communicate better with my students. 
I can definitely see that because when you're spending hours upon hours in front of a computer screen, it can get kind of draining. But that's wild because I feel like everyone has their own take on COVID. Um, everyone deal, dealt with it differently and deals with it differently. Um, but I feel like everyone has seen some kind of growth within the last two years, whether it was personally, professionally, whatever it may be. It was a time to really just like slow down because I feel like life can get so crazy and we're always going and going and going to where it's like, okay, let's take 20 steps back because we, we literally can't do anything. I remember yeah. like when it first started happening, you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. <laughs> I should have in my basement. <laughs> literally like anywhere. And I was just like, why toilet paper? why paper towels like how much toilet paper do you actually <laughs> need and I remember Kroger like putting a limit on like you can only have two per household and I'm like how yeah. do you know if I come in and buy two and then my mom comes in and buys two right you don't <laughs> well Costco was limiting it again I mean people are going to freak out again. And like, it's yeah. normal, um, especially like with yeah. like case numbers rising and the uncertainty of the yeah. new variants. I feel like that come out like every single day, <laughs> but that's just yeah. like, I mean, I'm, re I'm really hoping that the surge peaks because it posts, I mean, again, I'm not a scientist and you know, I, I'm, I am burnt out on the news. I will tell you that. <laughs> but from what I've seen, it, it like around the 25th somewhere we're supposed to peak. I mean, I don't know how they figure that out, but I'm really hoping that we do because I, I, I really am tired of it. I mean, this summer I was able to go to a wedding, which I hadn't been able to do in a year and a half. Um, in December, I got on a plane. I hadn't been on a plane in over two years. So I don't want to go back to that. I can't celebrate with the people I care about. And I don't want to have myself confined in a box at home. I, I think you definitely need a mental break and you need a space to do that in. So I really want things to, to get, I want us to get out of this. I don't care about wearing masks. I'll, I'll, I'll wear a mask. I don't care about that. I just don't want us to be in that go to a restaurant you can't go to a bar you can't go visit your friend because you're afraid you're gonna spread something <laughs> so I feel it I just like I hate being stuck at home just being yep. able to go out and enjoy a basketball game is right. is nice right. um but I, yep. I agree I agree um but I just yep. want to say thank you uh, thank you for <laughs> taking the time and out of your okay. busy schedule because I know things have been <laughs> crazy at NKU uh, but I really do appreciate appreciate you taking the time out so if anyone okay. wants to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we talked about today whether it's NKLI NKU anything um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you sure um, they can just um, email me um, my email address is m-a-y-s-e-t at nku.edu so it's real easy it's May at nku.edu i'll never forget your email because i was like mayset i always thought that was your last name when i first saw it and i was like oh but then the t was like the first initial yep that's me and i've been here so long i don't have a number 
Yep. It's just macehead at nku.edu. Again, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Um, yeah. Thank you. I really do. Um, right. Enjoy. Of and course. Tomorrow. <laughs> yes. This episode's going to come out after the game. So hopefully we have a win. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed yeah. there. But I'm going to put all of Tiffany's information in the description below. If you guys happen to reach out to her, please let her know like where you found her. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your why.